going on everybody welcome to another episode of the spring legion podcast i'm your host today hunter farrier and your other host today is chase farrier and better late than never this is a in typical very close to the season preseason type form here um it is february 26 2024 and we are a couple hours late from the time that we had set to release this podcast and we're just now getting around to recording it, and uh, it's going to be one of those quick ones where we uh, record it and upload it immediately. So send me live here from the shop office in Brandon, Mississippi, trying to get settled back in from a very wild uh, two weeks, I mean, very wild month, right. so to speak. But these past two uh, weeks have been a lot of chaos going on with the NWTF convention up in Nashville and then coming back home and immediately not even unpacking half this stuff and heading up to Starville, Mississippi to do the live podcast, which was a great time. I want to thank everybody who attended and listened to that one because it was a, a lot of a lot of turkey talk crammed into a, an hour or so uh, with our buddies Lake and Jordan and Seals was there and our buddy Logan Cook stopped by to give us a spill on a, a really cool mission he's been working on, had his banquet this past Friday we attended and it was awesome to see um, kind of what he was doing over there with uh, the Logan Cook Foundation. And we are back here, and we're trying to get everything restocked and everything. Chase has been pumping orders left and right out the daggum gate and into the post office's hands. Um, as far as I know, everything is, you know, we kind of had that little lull there from NWTF where we weren't able to get to those orders, but Chase has got, I, I think, all of them out by now at least, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they've been out and restocked and recounted and everything so if y'all haven't yet make sure you check the website everything that we released at um at the convention in nashville is now available or the option is there online i don't know if it's stocked a lot of you know sizes and stuff have dwindled down in the past week probably but when we when we got everything back everything was in stock and um y'all know how that goes with it being you know Almost turkey season. Stuff is flying off left and right, which is good, and we appreciate it. Uh, just keeps us really busy uh, restocking them. And uh, if, you, if you hadn't seen what all we've got new this year, we've got the uh, green leaf mesh back hats along with the new bottomland mesh back hat. And those are what I call hunting hats. Right. You know, the unstructured, breathable kind, um, cotton, of course. And uh, I can, I mean, I can hunt in some of those Richardsons every now and then. It's got, I got to wear it about a month beforehand to break it in, or I, I just. I don't know. I'd much rather wear these floppy kind of hats when I'm hunting, but to each their own, and I've hunted in a million different hats. I, I also find it easier to throw this one around in the truck because yeah. it's going to get a duffel bag and a Plano box crushed up, crushing <laughs> it half the half the year, stuffed in a vest pocket, something like that. So yep. the unstructured t- seems to hold up a little oh, better yeah. to that kind of treatment. That got a little bit into it. Yep. yep. So we got that, and of course we got our breathable waterproof gators and bottom land and loading. They're online. They, I think they stayed online throughout the convention and whatnot, and uh, still got some. We are uh, currently in talks with a couple of retailers here local to the south. So you know, they're when they're buying, they're not buying a pair. They're buying you know multiple. So I'm not going to make any promises on those um, their availability throughout the next month or two. But as of right now, both sizes, both sizes, and both uh, bottom land and loading are available. And, um, and if y'all know of any good retailers that y'all like to use, that y'all have good relations with or something, she's just DM. Uh, we've reached out to a, 
good handful, and they've all said, heck yeah, send them over. And um, we might find a way to post a little story or something to let y'all know where, where they are. And that'd be good for folks if they wanted to go, you know, put hands on them, try one on or whatnot. But, of course, we got an exchange process that if they don't fit, send them back. And then on the spot, we'll send you the correct size. Ain't but two sizes. So yep. if this one's too big, we got the size smaller. And if this one's too small, we got the size bigger. But um, but they're going good. Uh, got a lot of good uh, folks. Uh, got good uh, feedback from folks who've worn them out scout and worn them out burning and stuff like that. And just you know, give them a good old test run, and everything's holding up good, which is good to hear. Even though we kind of knew they would, and it's very ensuring to to hear it from other folks that they put them through a a different route of a ringer than what I might have put them through last season, and uh, held up just fine. So got those. Got the new bunch of new shirts actually. Uh, kind of. This, the theme of this year was kind of um, kind of honing in some of the more common sayings of turkey hunters. And if you're one, you've said it a million times, I'm sure, the, the phrase is like cut from a different cloth and turkey hunters are different and ours that we've used for years is not subject to change. Got that on some comfort colors and other tees. And um, actually got a little deal running on right now for the next, uh, I'd say, a week up until next Monday. If you use code SLP20, you'll get 20% off all tribe blend tees so got uh got plenty of those got a decent amount of comfort colors both are already have been reordered so if you get on there and they're they're not in stock give it a day or two and they should be stocked we got a kind of little system going here to try to beat the the sellouts and stuff but yeah hop on uh, springlegion.com enter slp20 and you'll get 20 percent off all tribe blend tees up until whatever a week from february 26th is and uh that's all we got really oh that and we got a couple new hunts on youtube so we haven't had a time to really talk about the stuff that we would usually update on if y'all been listening to this for a couple years we kind of start every one of them with little updates and keep folks informed and stuff but with the influx of you know episodes i mean we had a week a a while back where we put out several right so we had to build them up and it's kind of hard to keep update i don't know what we got in stock you know in three weeks but um but yeah, we got we got kind of back on back in our usual our usual rhythm here, and I I'm, I'm thinking you know, we, like I said, we got some hunts on the YouTube and stuff, and we've got a few more that we're going to be putting out. Y'all just you know, keep tabs on it. Yeah, I think that's why they invented the subscribe button. Y'all should be getting notified. I think I'm not a YouTuber. Right. That's how it normally works for me. If I'm subscribed subscribe to the the channel, anytime they drop a new one, it's going to put it up there in the top okay. one or two, three of for you yeah or whatever that page is that is on your home page yeah. so that's the 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 good about subscribing yeah just kind to of the benefit of that the benefit that's yeah, what i was for looking free. for um right. as far as i know it's free isn't it yeah okay it is. just make sure but um because i'm subscribed to a few of them i'm like oh <laughs> um, yeah i never heard of a paid subscription yeah, on that. i heard i saw uh the Pinoti youtube was putting out like one a day Almost every day of the week until like April, I'm like Jesus. I'm about to have a bill. Yeah, if, if you gotta pay <laughs> to get these, because um, I am subscribed to that. And um, whoa, sorry, okay. but um, but yep, we got those. And uh, this week, I think as soon as we put this podcast up, because this is kind of priority since we are late on it, I got an Alabama video we're gonna post, and that's a pretty good one uh, where we where Chase and I went through the ringer. I think we talked about it last week or week four, and uh kind of goes into that drumming bird we were talking about that drums so loudly and wore a slap out let me tell yeah, you good night. so and, and re-watching it again last night editing i'm like man 
We got our butt whooped. Still yeah. came out kind of quote-unquote victorious, but I don't know if we really won at the end <laughs> of it. I was down for a few days after that. I don't I don't think I turkey hunted for a week, week mm-hmm. and a half after that. And I don't even know why. I mean. I just physically could, like, I, I, I went home, and I know I slept for two days. I mean, and right now I'm, I'm as the most energy I'm going to have is kind of like um, you have kids or something or. It's kind of the last, you officially slept your last good night's sleep, yep. you know, whenever they're born. It's it's kind of the same to a lesser degree for turkey season on the rise. I ain't slept a good night's sleep at least since March 19th, a couple of years ago, when that proved to be true. But it gets even less when turkey season rolls mm-hmm. around and listening time rolls around. And, you know, the, the prep season of turkey season is uh, just as busy, honestly, as the hunting part for us and this was well before spring legion it was um so we're going to dive in a little bit of that today a lot of the questions that were submitted to us for the uh for the live podcast had to do with preparations had to do with scouting had to do with you know what to bring what to look for how to find them um all that good stuff so i mean there's a i mean there's such a Pandora's box when it comes to finding turkeys. It's hard to even, you know, go into that. But And we've got episodes on that. You type in finding turkeys, I'm sure we've got a title or two that has that in there, private or public or late season or early season. But there's a, a good little old week or two, and we're in it. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the week or two that I look forward to most each year because it hasn't started yet, and the anticipation is really that the, the cup is full. Um, once the season starts – that anticipation starts dwindling down because, you know, you're in it. You're in the, you know, you're in the, the fire at that point. Yeah. But I love the whole, the whole preparing, you know, double checking everything and all that good stuff. And if you know me, I'm not a preparer and I'm not a checker because I get, no matter how much I do, I'm going to still be missing a glove or something like that. But that is true. But, um, but yeah, we're going to go into, you know, listening stuff. Chase, you've been out actually, I think you missed listening this morning, but you're running traps. Right. So this is the time we would run our traps is usually around this from now until youth weekend. Mm-hmm. And when we ain't got a huge place to, to cover. So if, if it starts getting to where we're setting them, ain't not, you know, nothing's, nothing's happening. We kind of knocked it on out. It ain't a big spot. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, how, how did that go? Because Chase walked in about three minutes ago, I feel like. Yeah. And I, he's probably got coons in the back of his truck getting real hot in this 80-degree weather. Oh, yeah. They're, they're getting nice. <laughs> in the camper shell. Warm in there, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, 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 that is the first sleep or two in the in the camper shell are always going to be a little bit funky smelling mm-hmm. from, from coons. But, um, no, I walked out of the woods with three this morning and, and a possum. So. Not even. It was a, and, and a and a stolen dog proof. Yeah. Um, one pulled a stake out, which – if if you use stakes, you're gonna run into that. You, you really got to watch the soil. You pound yeah. down in a food plot that's been turned over every year for the last. Well, I mean, we didn't turn them over that much anymore, but food plots normally tend to be a little softer mm-hmm. ground. And that one was right in the middle of a food plot. That, and there was a good catch circle and a stake laying there, yeah. and that was it. So, and good luck climbing a tree, buddy. Yeah. That's all well, I can tell you. You'll know him when you see him again. Yeah. I had one stolen last year, so I figured it was coming. Yeah. Um, didn't know it was going to be on the first first good solid round I got to put out. We put out 22 traps yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so finally got it enough covered and inventory caught up. And oh, yeah. Able to get out there and, and be where I can run them for a couple of days. And, you know, that's that's my kind of how I do it. I'll, I'll run four or five days and go the last day. If I know it's going to rain or something, I'll, I'll trip all of them and mm-hmm. just kind of let it sit for a day or two and then 
go out there and reset them after the rain and stuff. So, but you know, walking out with with four less nest predators yeah. was a, was a good enough first day for me. Heck so. Yeah, and um, um twenty two, you know, that's pretty. That's a lot. So yeah. I didn't. We, I had no idea. Usually. Yeah, we normally run dozen ish. Yeah, dozen if we're if we're lucky. This is only eighty acres. Yeah, so. it's eighty acres. So yeah, so and and two of the sides only had one out of the it's 80 acres divided into three sections right between houses and roads and different things of that nature um and one section had all but one of those on it so yeah. I, I feel like that's the side i need to move a few more traps to probably at this point yep which i did find a few trails like sure enough coon trails mm-hmm. on it and i put one or two on that and creek crossings where a log yeah. comes across a creek you know spots of that nature just a little more honed in on that point that side of the road um Versus the other side was just kind of along some paths, yeah. easy to check spots, but yeah. you ain't gonna catch them if you don't put them out. Oh yeah, no, so. you're right about that. And um, and shoot, I feel like I saw the other day I was at the co-op and a, a single dog proof was like twenty two dollars. Good lord! I was like, he. T- so I've seen a lot cheaper now. I don't know if yeah. that's just kind of like for the the farmer friends who want one for the backyard. I'm like, ah, I, I, I saw him. I was like, I, I need to grab me a you know half dozen or something just to kind of. Assuming some have been lost, whatever, we kind of keep ours in a big bundle, you know, just a mm-hmm. big bucket of them. Or but, a few buckets that well, we yeah. tend to lose and find right. throughout the here year. Here and there. But. So I was surprised to hear 22. I'm like, Ooh, yeah, I'm glad I didn't buy any more. Cause, right. Well, I bought a dozen end la- of last yeah. season. Um, a, a buddy of ours, um, his name's, I've lost his name for the moment now that i got to think of it. But anyways, he invited me up to Kosciuszko for a fur auction. Yeah. And they, they uh, I cannot remember. He's a guru. Oh, yeah. He's the trapping guy. He, we've had him on here yeah. talking about trapping. Is it Justin? It just, it's, I think it's, it's a J. So it's it's something with a J. So, sorry if you're listening to this, man. It, Gosh, it, 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 it's just left me. I said it 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but um, one of the little, they have little vendors set up at that thing and they had a, box of a dozen for like a hundred bucks and i was like or 150 120 bucks maybe so ten dollars a trap i was like heck that's that's mm-hmm. a steal snag me some and um so if you you know complaining you know worried about prices try to find oh, yeah. one of those little auctions you know i'm gonna get a little little better yeah, deal. yeah Bass pros got them way cheaper $20, right 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 yeah i think they're normally 10 to 12 maybe 13 or 14 max right. justin rogers is his justin name. rogers okay so i was right with the yep. justin so it was just drawing me a blank yeah. there um but yep so we got the trapping underway and stuff and we're not able to burn that place but there's a lot of burning going on around here um and um but aside from the the habitat stuff it's also listening season correct and that is um i think you mentioned the other day coffee cup on the hood of the truck season yep um and it is a very coveted few weeks here you can't hunt them, so you don't have to stress about it. But it's just a matter of listening to nature, you know, unfold in the mornings and yeah, hear, and hearing so many other birds that right. you don't hear during the winter. And that's just—I mean, I ain't got to hear a gobble. If I'm out there, I'm like, man, I forgot about that bird. Mm-hmm. I forgot about this sound or this—you know—the smell of this and that. And feels feels good. Feels good to be back. But yeah, you, you've been out a couple times. I, I feel like. Have you heard any? I have not. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um. Where chugging along yeah and um, and this early in the year sometimes they're gonna gobble sometimes they're not right. conditions kind of got to be perfect a, for a them. lot more dependent on i it. did see a her uh, 
not a herd, a handful of of them close to the little lease yesterday morning, and it looked like a long beard out there with with a group of hens mm-hmm. already. So they're getting right, I feel, and you know, of course, I couldn't hunt that place, so I didn't want to pull over and see if he would gobble, even right. though I thought about it. Um, but right for the best, yeah. If I knew he was there and couldn't hunt him, that would just hurt me more. It'd be so. worse than not hearing one, right? So wait, which I was running late, and it that kind of proved to me that they were already on the ground. So oh, yeah. I got out of the truck, hooted about three times and grabbed the bucket of dog bruise right. and rolled. Don't blame me there. But, um, but we had a, we had a good bit of folks talking about listening and we, I, and someone came up to me, I think it was in Starville and asked, he just got a new track of land and wanted to quote unquote, check, take an inventory or something like that. Right. He, he was getting around a, a, how do you listen for turkeys yeah. to see if they're there to hunt in the first place? Pretty much is what the, the meat and potatoes of his, you know, curiosity was, and um, which is a good point. We I don't know if we've ever really talked about that specific. I mean, it's not much different than you would in the season. You know, I I like listening for turkeys for the sake of like I just mentioned, just hearing the other birds and you know drinking coffee in the morning. I just know you know all is right in the world. It seems for a very finite few weeks before the chaos kicks off. Um, other than that, I would rather listen with a gun in my hand. I just right, you right. know. I just don't trust turkeys that much that just because I know one, it could be 14 goblin here yeah. on March 13th. I don't trust that they're in there on March 15th when I can't take, you know, it's just kind of, I might listen up until, you know, like, I mean, within the days of me being able to hunt, I will listen to see. Um, but other than that, I'm listening for, you know, a bird to hunt that day. Just, you know, the pleasure of hearing a turkey guy oh, more than anything, you know. No, and yeah. and like you said, you know, I can go and listen and see if I don't hear one, just the same reciprocal of that trust is there. I don't trust that there's not one there. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to probably listen there if it's an option. Right, right. Yeah, it's not necessarily mar- crossing line, you know, crossing spots off the list. It's just kind of mm-hmm. enjoying the spots you kind of already want to check. Yeah. You know, and, hey, there may have been a bird here last year at some point. I heard him. Let's see if he's t- right. gobbling today. Not necessarily if he's in here or not. It's if he's gobbling today. Yeah, kind of more. As and well. um, and it's good. I mean, and you kind of accidentally hit on a lot of the the benefit of me going to listen. A lot of times happens not in the listening, but seeing turkeys doing something that lets me know they're hitting up here. There's four long beards. I see them in a the field or right. something. I see them strutting hens, or I see them a lot of times they'll be strutting together. The the, the gobblers are still kind of grouped up, and you can kind of, if you ride by the right spot, I'm kind of talking about public here because you can't really ride by anywhere on the private spot when you're on it. Right. Um, if you ride by and you see four or something, you know there's four in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you ride by and you see one at this time of year with a bunch of hens, like he's either toting some damage on his spurs or right. – there ain't three more kind of deal, yeah. so kind of let you know that how to it's how to a, approach it. Yeah, this is more I so. Mean, this is a good time of year to take inventory visually, in my opinion. And um, it's usually by accident. Like and you're it's just riding, just by. happen. You just need to be. It's just a, a, going to listen at this time of year is an excuse to be out there. Yeah, to to stumble into stuff like that mm-hmm. that you can kind of be like, all right, you know. Now, I, I do know there's some right. in the area that may be. You know, on my property or close to my property, mm-hmm. when they go to breaking up, one might end up on yeah. my property, something yeah. of that nature. But which, and 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 I'm kind of when I go, I'm listening. You know, public land really because we got this 80 acres. But for the last 10 years, Brick's had first crack at it. And I'm assuming the 11th year he's going to too. Yeah. Um. So and I did get a draw for a, a, a WMA around here. 
So we got some. Me and Chase got somewhere to hunt open right. in the morning. Yeah. And um, so now the, the focus kind of just shifts to that place, and it's a place that I'm actually kind of familiar with. So I don't really have to do as much, you know, figuring out figuring out the place as much. But I remember when I did, it was a lot of is this a thicket? Is this a pasture? Is this hardwoods? Which you know, there's you know, you got on eggs and stuff like that now that kind of helps with that. But I'm still little old school and uh, i want to see eyes put eyes on it just the trust factor of just because that says this but they i mean they have all kinds of features now that they i don't even think they had a, you know years ago when i was first looking at it right. but i like to go down go around put eyes on it and see what a turkey live in this what a turkey not live in this without necessarily getting out and walking through it you know it's just a real rough estimate mm-hmm. of you know the area and then another thing i do is kind of uh, i'd say about a week out at least, if I'm going to be able to look at it, I'm going to start dropping, you know, a pin on the gates that are closed and the gates that are open just to, you know, start building my options up. Right. Um, and and that's that's one of the places that I've I've listened on public. There is a gate that is open some days and not oh, other yeah. days. And I'm just like, God, you know. Yeah. The, of course, the days that I've tried to hunt it in the past were days I've made the 40-minute mm. detour to, bank on that gate being open and it wasn't yep. and i'm and that's like a bad feeling and i come through the next day because i hunted a different area and it's wide open i I'm always like, get out and check make sure it ain't just the wind ain't quote unquote blowing it closed because <laughs> right. usually that's a good spot if the wind's blowing it closed oh yeah um but that gate got shaken a few yeah. times no some I, more aggressively I, I than others i did call <laughs> call the gates bluff one morning or one afternoon and, I, and it might have been at the same spot i don't remember the same little piece but thought somebody was trying to be slick and closed it because the turkey was down there. So I yeah. like just pushed it back open and like somebody was being a good Samaritan and closed it because I had no business being on the road. About I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I still think I need a new axle on my truck because of I'm like this is why. And then I couldn't turn around and it was yeah. it was a rough was several hours and up until about eleven thirty at night. Yeah, to yeah get so out I say, there. you didn't get home until midnight that night. I feel like and it's one of them like man, it's probably a, you know. <laughs> Somebody who works here closed that gate, and now I'm, gonna have, I'm not about to call somebody and say, hey, I, I undid what you tried to help us out with, and now I'm the idiot that's, you know, neck deep in some kind of big hole that's been dug out here. So I wasn't going to do that, but I finally, I mean, it took a long time and put some damage on You know, I still got a daggum bumper dragging the ground from it. I ain't got it fixed yet. Um, but, yeah, I learned my lesson there. But if i'm listening for turkeys and this is we're going to kind of transition into listening with a little bit of intent listening with a gun on your shoulder could apply to both um very well could do this without a gun on your shoulder pre-season stuff if you on land you can just get out there or i mean doing public land too it don't matter um as long as you got you know, permission to be on it regardless getting out there and i like to find a this is what i told the gentleman who asked me about it i'm just going to kind of get back into that story I told him, you know, I'd, I'd much rather have a long, long, long ridge that I can walk down to maximize my most efficient route that I can listen off of. You know, if you find a big old long ridge, and we're in Mississippi, keep that in mind. It applies to at least half of America, though. Find a big long ridge or something like that that kind of has finger ridges coming off of it. Mm-hmm. You know, with you know multiple hollows, multiple spots a turkey could be. And this is assuming it's the same stuff on your left and your right and in front and behind you. You know, I like to get on that, find a good spot. Start at the highest. You might start on the turkey, though. Something we've done that before, seals and I. You know, we, we start at the spot that's most likely for them to roost. Well, I'm holding there above us, you know, and this is when we're hunting, and that's not a great game plan. It's getting to where you can hear that spot is a good game plan. But um, 
but if I'm up in there listening, I'm trying to get on something long that I can I can start listening at the one end and walk to the other end and hear as much as possible. I can hear to my right several, you know, several hundred yards. I got to get, you know, take a few steps down, you know, get on the side of the ridge and I can hear a lot more here underneath the, you know, the canopy a little more. And also kind of eliminate some static and stuff that's on the left side of the ridge. And then as soon as I either do or don't hear something, I'll kind of hop back over and get on the left side and listen down this hollow. Walk a couple hundred yards if you're hooting or whatever, have at it or, you know, let nature kind of take its course. I, I like I don't like to influence anything without a gun in my hand if I can help it. Um, not as much even with a gun in my hand. I don't like to really hoot that much, but if an owl's there, he's going to hoot. But – I've had to do it a couple times. Right. You just need them to hurry up and gobble. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I, my patience runs thin some mornings, and yeah. I'm like, all right, I got to try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I hoot a lot more than you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really do. Um, just because it's, I don't I don't see any harm in it 90% of the time. That's, yeah. you know, I've walked under birds hooting oh, yeah. 50 yards from them just to keep pinpointing them so I can keep moving sometimes. Don't suggest it all the time. Right. But, you know, there is, a, if, if, certain scenarios that i've had to like uh, i gotta really figure out if he's on this side of that ridge mm-hmm. or the other because i'm either about to sit down or keep moving need, yeah. to, need to make a loop real quick and, and i don't you back know, out or something i don't blame you on that i do i mean if it's a situation like that i'm, I'm gonna have to do something to make me up all well right. the, the only i'm never really unless you're just on a beeline hooting you mm-hmm. know like an owl don't just walk straight line up to a turkey right. hooting the whole way i mean you're you could booger him that way but other than that, the only reason I don't like it is I don't like to influence what they might do anyway. I, I base a lot of what I'm about to do next off of what they want to do, much less, you know, more so than what they could potentially do. I'd, I'd much rather them, you know, move one of their chess pieces and say, "This is how, this is my temp uninfluenced. Right. I'm I'm on fire without being heated up, if that makes sense." And then I know, hey, I'm working with something that's, you know. I can probably get closer. I can probably, you know, he's feeling it regardless. Uh, Twig snapping might make him think it's a turkey, not a, you know, a predator. Right. If they're real cold and you're trying to slip in there and, you know, his nude's probably halfway up at best kind of deal. He ain't really feeling it that much already. He's already kind of on high alert and you break a twig, he might be gone. You know, it's kind of half full, half empty. I like to just have that in the back of my mind once I get a good grasp on what he's doing anyway, how he's feeling anyway, then I ain't got a problem with it, but... Yeah, you know, if you ain't gonna hunt him that particular morning, and you're just out listening, I'd say have at the hooting, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you can listen because this I mean, it's a very finite period right there. I mean, you only have a few minutes, so right. if you hear and and I'm the type if I hear one gobble, I might wait on a second gobble, and I'm probably gonna go try to see if I can hear something else. Right. And I mean, I like listening from a distance. I don't like getting up in them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I, unless I have a gun in my hand, I'm not getting yeah. anywhere close to them if right. I can help it. I'm staying three, four hundred yards back at the minimum. Mm-hmm. Does um, no good to know what tree they're in no, <laughs> that day because no, he's gonna be in a different tree tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but I, I, like, yeah. I, I mean, as far as moving in on one, if it's like I did it last year, I, I have thrown a a soft, you know, yeah. real quiet and. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I do pay attention to my hoot. I'm not right. going to full oh, yeah. volume it, you know, from the ground. I'm going to turn my back to him, mm-hmm. echo my hands the other way, and try and make it sound like it's coming from yeah. 100 yards behind me real quiet. Um, I've done that before. Right. Just, just just an idea to throw out yeah. there if somebody's in and, that and, scenario. And I don't stop hooting it 
8 a.m. either. If, I, if, I'm, if no. I need a hoot, I need to, like, you're just trying to get shot gobbled. Right. You know? Yeah, I'll hoot till lunch or so. Right. Yeah. I'll hoot till dark. I mean, yeah, you know? if you need to. I'll, I've heard hours, all hours of the day. Mm-hmm. But but if I'm just trying to get a, a handle on listening for a turkey with a little intent to check an inventory, see what's in there and stuff, I'm trying to maximize A, my options of turkeys to hunt, and B, kind of places I, I can go. So if I can knock out this whole daggum track, this whole, you know, square area of however many x miles or right. feet or however yeah if i don't have a gun i'd like hand, to cross it off moving. or cross it on if he that gobbles one maybe two times all right mm-hmm. bird in there try another spot yeah and just and just finding and that's the, the premeditated part that the only part that i know of that you can kind of prepare to you know before actually getting out there is finding you that that long ridge or that long something that you can get on and and of course, if you've got a big field that's got you know, think perimeter, you've got a very big surface area right there on the border of it that you can hear from one spot. Right. You right. know, where can I get and not have to move at all and not and be listen seen. and not be seen? You know, and um, that's another thing. If I go out there and I'm just you know, cranking out all my locators and stuff, and it's not really needed. Right, and then I come back in a few days, and then try to do it again. I, I just I get a weird feeling about that. I don't like that. No, yeah, I I, I agree with that. Um, if I do need them, I hate to have expired that kind of artillery, so to speak. Yeah, but because I'm sure there is times I get sick of hooting at an owl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, can, they can get burnt out just as oh, yeah. well as a Goblin certain owl. yelper. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, what in the world are you talking about? Oh, yeah, <laughs> but um. I was, I, you got me twisted there. I don't know which part you meant to say and which part you got backwards. <laughs> like, I don't even know what I said. <laughs> you said no. hooting at an owl. I'm like, wait, hold wait. Oh, yeah. you talking about people? Or they can get tired of goblin at an right. owl. Yeah, that second part kind of clarified it. Sorry, but um, <laughs> but but no, I mean, aside from like listening for turkeys, it's, you know, it's it's also a bunch of other preparations that we're currently doing. Um, that's you know, unrelated to spring legion. This is just us being turkey hunters. You know, this is our favorite time of the year too, and. It has been a little different these past few years having to abide by a hectic schedule that aligns with this time of year by choice and we signed up for it, you right. know, but, right. um, you know, we don't get to just uh, thoroughly enjoy the prep season stuff. It's a lot of stuff just being thrown in Amazon cart if we need it, you know, and then a lot of the stuff we're, we'll, we'll realize here possibly in a week or so if we head down to Florida, we're kind of waiting on those uh, results there. Right. For some applications, and if we get those, it's going to take some stars aligning for uh, Seals, Chase, and I to all get a good uh, good news email here. Should be tomorrow or something, I think, is what Seals said. Then, um, you know, if, if we get a uh, you know, drawing for something down there, we're going to pack up and go. And then it's really going to be, you know, yeah, some, some cramming going <laughs> on, but... But there's a couple of things that I, I, you know, that I've, I'm just sitting here looking at some jotted down notes on a napkin that I've got in my current uh, online carts and stuff, and it's just little stuff like DEET. I carry DEET with me, and I, I, I go through a couple pair of gloves each year. I got, had a lucky pair of gloves. I lost them, I want to say, in Florida a couple of years ago. It was the last time I got to wear them. That had been with me for a good handful of seasons, I think, and they were, I mean, on their last leg, so I ain't even – if I went a stint, Without killing one after that, I'd probably be still in Florida looking for them, but didn't see much uh, change in my luck right. after losing them, so I'm all right with them. But now I've changed them about seven times. I keep ripping them and losing one and having the other. And 
Uh, now I shot uh, the last bird I shot last year. I was wearing a pair of um, those like uh, rubber dipped mechanic gloves you buy at the gas station because I had nothing left. So I just went and found a black pair of gloves and rubbed, like stuck my hand in a like the edge of a creek. Yeah. To put like mud on them and cut the fingers off, and they had like that rubber bottom on the palm. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm I need a new pair of gloves, <laughs> but that and then it's um. Got me one of them um, hydro pack water bladder things. I just I cut a hole in my vest and stuck a hose through there. That's a game changer. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I, 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 I was kind of one yet. I was against it. What you got a Dixon? So don't cut a hole in your Dixon. Throw a <laughs> daggone water bladder in there, please. Right, right. But um, but I don't. Mine's pretty ragged and used up pretty good, and it ain't nothing for me to poke a hole in there and run something through it or sew something to it. But I, I was kind of against it. I don't know. I feel like I tried it one time years ago, and I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's yeah. loud. It's annoying. Someone told me you have to clean them, but if you get drink to the water enough, and, you know, if you're hunting every day, it's pretty built. I mean, it's, it, it doesn't get stale or stagnant right. as much as yes. if you were just to hunt every couple of weeks. Yeah. I um, think that was like I had one at one point, and yeah. I, that was my issue. Was I, I never remember to. Pour right. the water out and let it dry, mm-hmm. you know, especially as a weekend hunter. Yeah. Not hunting every day of the season or, you know, at least every other day or right. something like that. Like, the water would get nasty in there. And I, I just got more worried about getting sick yeah. than any And I'm not going to sit there and say it doesn't because I don't really know yet. Right. But last but, year I, I ran through at least once a day I was refilling it. So I don't right. think it was ever just sitting there getting all bacteria and stuff. Right. And that's another thought, you know, and this is just from a outside looking in since I don't use them really. Um, they're like 12 bucks. I was about to say it's 13 Get a new one every year. Yeah. Don't, that's not something to save for the rest of mm-hmm. next year. Oh no, I ain't using the one no, I had last year. That sucker going to be nasty. Yeah. They're, they're literally, I think the one I got was $13 on Amazon. Right. You know, I, I got three of them because I know I'm going to need, I, and I'm I'm bad about that. If it's under twenty bucks, and I need to, it needs some maintenance. Yeah, I'm probably buying another one if it's under twenty bucks, just right. to start from scratch and save the time. Um, that and then um, got me a new sling for my gun. I think sitting up here. It's a, That's one, one of those, the claw. You know what I'm talking about? No. You, you do. You do. You probably have one. The grippy kind? Yeah. Okay. That's what yeah. it's called. Oh, I didn't know what they I were can't called. I remember who makes it. Um, they just always show up at my house, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, gun or something. Probably. <laughs> but I got a thinner version this year because we got my dad one, and I put it on just for a second. I'm like, that gum, I like this better. So it's like an inch and a half wide. I like it a lot. Um, it's kind of like my Dixon straps, right? Yeah. The same, same material. material. Same material. Same rubber. Quake, Quake Incorporated or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think it does say Quake on my Dixon. Um, I think I did notice that last year. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of the unofficial official turkey sling, turkey gun sling. I've always always had one, and a lot of folks I know have always had one. I don't know when they started, but... I got it. That's something I got to add to my list is a a sling, because I I had some, like, duck hunting sling that had... It was, like, four layers of foam, Mm -hmm. you know, something. It was just what I had had at the house. I'm the world's worst about keeping a sling on a gun. I have, like, two slings and probably 30 guns, and whatever season it is, one of them slings is going to be used. I got 30 slings and two guns. Right, see. So, but about halfway through the year, that that Dixon having that that hard rubber, or not hard rubber, that grippy rubber on it ate away at the, like, nylon or something on it. So Mm -hmm. now it slides everywhere because it ain't got what's supposed to be the grip. Yep. It wore a hole in it, and so I got to get a new sling. Yeah, I think at the end of the year I was using like 
a three dollar pretty much belt. You know, just it. it yeah, was I mean, I've used that yellow rope before. Oh yeah, I more mean, than once. I promise you. Right. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've got a paracord mm-hmm. in the bottom of my gun safe that I've had to tie up in a bind and stuff. And yeah, if the opportunity is there, I'm taking my sling off my gun. If I'm if I'm setting up, which is and see, I'm opposite. a little rarer than not me sitting there for a. a I know I'm gonna be here for a while. I'll yeah. t- I, I would much rather my sling be off of my gun. I sitting down hunting a turkey. I, I mean. see what I do is I take my sling and I put it over my left knee. Yeah. And droop it in the middle of my leg so it's halfway up. So it's it's because I got little bony knees so mm-hmm. I can't rest a gun yeah. on my knee. So that's gun my water your kneecap. It really <laughs> is. I, like I hate to. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. It it sucks, but it is what it is. And my kneecap's about as pointy as a dang yeah. number two pencil. Mm-hmm. So. um I don't really have that option, and I've tried the little little saddle-looking thing oh, yeah. that you can clip to your knee, but my leg being so small, it ends <laughs> up on my ankle. It doesn't adjust that small. It doesn't, yeah. So um, what I have found to do, and if you have small knees, you can try this. Sit up against a, your wall or a tree or whatever, and, and you just throw your sling over the outside of your left, left leg, and it keeps it kind of close, and I cinch it up a lot yeah. of times. I move the tightness of it. All through the season. Mm-hmm. And if I sit down, I normally cinch it all the way up and set it right there, and then it's right on the left side of the inside of my left knee mm-hmm. where my hand is normally rested either way. So if yeah. a turkey surprises me, I ain't got to come out of my lap and spin the gun. It's pretty much pointed in front of me. I just got to lift it up over my knee and and turn left right. or right and shoot the turkey if, if needed. Um, Which. Just a little more preparation of sitting there. Kind yeah. Of, I've had it happen too much where oh, yeah. I'm sitting there with it in my lap, knees flat on the ground, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, uh, you know, uh-oh. Yep. He's at eight yards. My knees, I'm, I was blessed to have knees wider than the width of a shotgun barrel. <laughs> but um, it will balance on there all right. But I do, if I can't take my sling off, I like, I'm bad about grabbing my sling. I don't like it dangling because I don't like potential problems if, I, if I've got a turkey coming into me and the – First line of defense against the problem is eliminate that problem. And that goes right. for everything. And I do that, not just turkey hunting, but everything. If it's a potential problem and I'm going to have to fix it, I'm going to fix it before it becomes a problem, and I'm going to exile it. I'm yeah. going to get rid of it completely. And and I do hold mine up against the stock or whatever, the pump part yeah. of my gun. I do try to do that or hold it with my pinky finger and then hold the rest of my gun right. because last year it, we're – filming and stuff mm-hmm. you know i run that little camera on a monopod that's about where my knees are but it's about as high as my knees are so i can swing mm-hmm. right over it normally guns oh, yeah. caught, caught that camera one time and it hung me up where i couldn't spin all the way right and i said well i gotta work oh, yeah. on that but the only the only downfall about holding sling is if you miss because then you can't <laughs> pump and that's happened to me before. And that is why I hold you it go with to my pump. pinky part because usually the recoil kind of just you know shoot your arm back into the pump real quick yeah. and I remember a couple of years ago it did it, and my I was holding the sling, and the sling don't pump, so I I had to like you know get my hand out of it, and then grab my the pump of my gun, chuck shell, and then shoot again. Uh-huh. I was like, that was a wild two and a half seconds of my life right there. Yeah. Didn't know what was going on, why I wasn't shooting again and stuff. But yeah, you can't comprehend that in that moment. Yeah. And um, but yeah, aside from just little things, knickknacks we got on the way, sandpapers and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, a lot of mines. New mouth call. I kind of get a new mouth call every year. Yeah, I always get a mouth call or two. And, um, I try to re-learn how to 
call with my mouth every year and every year I wind up opening day, I go back to how I've always done it. Um, try to just change every single thing I've ever done with a mouth call, thinking like surely this is the, the secret, this is the trick. No, no. I think I get progressively worse the more I try to change it up and you know, if I would never ever ever practice, which I don't practice much, I ain't gonna lie, I mean right. the more I've noticed, the more I try to Practice mouth calling on a mouth call. The worse I get on a mouth call, I keep trying to you know do something that I can't or Try be somebody things, not yeah. you know kind of deal. Um, when I get a turkey goblin, it goes back to muscle memory. Oh yeah, <laughs> here's how you use one. Here you go. Right. Um, so, but I got. I mean, I, I buy like ten probably mouth calls and just you know I'll kind of check them because they are all a little bit different. And I'll kind of I'll mark on the little case like this one's good, this one's bad. Right. These are you in know. case of emergency calls. Yeah, and like, I keep those separate. They're decent enough to use, but don't use it until yeah. you lose your other three. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's a big thing I keep in my truck or you know in the glove box out of the oh yeah. Sun. No, I got them everywhere. Or in the back pouch of my vest or something. You know, there's always one or two floating around in there that I, you know, last year's call mm-hmm. or something of that nature. Um, get you out of a pinch call now, um, now yesterday I, I conditioned my boots i got some you know waterproofing boot conditioner that's very valuable i, I started this a few years ago with, i had some snake boots some danners that leaked like a son of a gun i mm-hmm. put I, I mean i've got a thing of like the you know, the kiwi brand you see in walmart and kroger and stuff they've got a silicone waterproofing spray that is the, the real degum deal yeah you put one coat on there let it dry and it's you're good for about a good five days of walking through some dew um, which is good. That, like, I don't. Somebody did say they sprayed it on the gators to make sure it wouldn't mess them up because some of that stuff will kind of like deep. You know, you don't right. want to get on a, a wrap of your gun and stuff. Yeah. They they sprayed the gun. I'm like, let me know how that goes because I definitely didn't run that. <laughs> didn't think about you know it. run that through the checklist. Um, they they sprayed some silicone, you know, waterproof and stuff on there and. Um, cause I, I mean, I, I waterproof everything. If I can, I like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm that type. I get it in my hand. Like yesterday I was painting the door over here and I was like painting underneath the deck, you know, just cause I had a paintbrush in my hand. I might as well knock this out while I'm here in case, I don't know what in case four, but if I got that thing, I'm waterproofing. I mean, dog better not walk by me because if, if I still got some, I'm just kind of like, I better waterproof my truck seats, better waterproof this and that and everything. But I'll waterproof my vest, my boots, um, but yeah, and, and I'm probably gonna waterproof my gators after a while just to double check, make sure. Right. Um, because everything that is and, yeah, waterproof we, is coated in waterproof coating more times than not, unless it's rubber, you know. Right. Or I'm I don't know some leather I think is waterproof. I don't know. But any you know rain jacket you have, all that stuff, unless it's the actual plastic. Right. Uh, you know, solid matter. This is waterproof. Spray it's stuff. it's coated in I think ours is like. Like D six or six D DWR one hundred percent waterproof coating, you know, right? And it's just pretty much the same thing. I don't know what the yeah. some, somehow or another that's that's what makes stuff like that breathable, you know, waterproof coating on the outside, but the the what's it called the not membrane or something. The hole that the air can get out of is smaller than a water molecule. That's right. the quote-unquote secret to, I'm not going to say Gore-Tex, because I think that's trademark, but a lot of stuff that is, you know, breathable yet waterproof, that's kind of their right. Just tighter, behind tighter it. woven stitching, right. pretty um, much. Or, yeah, I don't know how the stitching part works, but. I don't, yeah, I don't either. Um, but, yeah, so I'm going to, I coat everything, my boot, but I condition them too, and I'll, um, and my grange is out, you know, the rubber and stuff. That's that's the main thing is you let them things 
sit out with some mud on, let them dry. You just hop back in them in March after sitting through the heat in the summer and stuff, especially if you didn't deer hunt them in them. Oh, yeah. They're probably going to crack. You'll find some you leaks know? real quick. Yep. And I've had, you know, same pairs of boots before, and if, as long as I throw some conditioner of some type on there, some kind of oil. Right. Or, yeah, heck I I'm, mean, there's like creams to it and mm-hmm. oil and, you know, Saddle soap. I used to say I used to just use saddle soap, and I think that dried it out worse. I thought that was the conditioner. Yeah. When I was uh, younger, I used to just saddle soap everything. Same thing. I cleaned everything with saddle soap for a couple years of my life, um, just because I found a little tin of it somewhere. Yep. And um, but no, you got to put some conditioner back over that definitely. And uh, and that'll keep stuff running for years. Yeah. If I would have done it on my snake boots, they wouldn't even need this silicone spray. Probably. I mean, I would still do it just to. For the stitch hole sake, but right something something else just popped in my head that I do to my turkey vest if I have any zippers on it. Yeah, is uh, I take bow wax, bowstring mm-hmm. wax, and I wax the zippers beginning of the year, and I normally don't have any hang up problems mm-hmm. for pretty much the whole year unless I sit out through a rainstorm or get it you know mud caked in them. Yep. Um, and I learned that trick back when we were wearing some zip up boots. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you hated them, and yeah, I, I, I mean there was days that I yeah you still hate you still talk bad about them and and. I love that pair of boots because yeah. they were just very comfortable. It If you got mud in them, you were going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I just pretty much, there was a lot of mornings I just wore them on home, hit yeah. the water hose, and then some WD-40 and then pliers took them off. And, uh, pliers, yeah. But I, I, I learned with that, I actually took a candle out of a jack-o'-lantern, hmm. like the little jack-o'-lantern cl- candle, yeah. and rubbed it down. Like some old man told me, like you, you ever wax a zipper? Like because I was I was chit chatting with him at the co op or something. He's like, you need to put like candle wax yeah. on them. I'm like, all right. So I waited on a hot day and waxed it, and sure enough, didn't have near about the number of issues mm-hmm. with those boots. Still had issues with those boots, but not necessarily the number That's of them. That's a good point. But you know, you got a fanny pack, you got a camera bag, anything of that nature. It's going to be getting tossed around, or your vest has zippers on it. Throw you a little. They make it in chapstick right. things, and I'd keep one of them in my uh, turkey vest and deer back, uh, deer backpack, mm-hmm. and I've even used it on my deer, filming deer hunts and whatever, my tripod where it squeaks. Yeah. If it'll squeak plastic to plastic, if I can get a piece of that wax in there and push in there, hmm. it, it actually helped. I can believe that. Yeah. In, a, in a pinch, yeah. you know, and I've done that with the, the tree arm and stuff like that. I've, I've, I wax it all the time. Shoot, yeah. So that's a little something something I always buy another stick of beginning of the season. Yes. So um just thought I, about I, it. I, I I forgot kind of forgot about that. We've done it before, but that's a good on them zipper stuff. Um, cuz I got I, mean, I got some pesky zippers in my my vest too. Oh, there you're going to have them. And, so, um, and if you don't zip them up, you're going to lose everything. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, and I'm probably still going to find a way to do that, but Right. So from that, um Let's see. I do get I, I permit in my clothes. I might wait until right before. You know, I might want to see what the draw results are for South Florida before I spray permethrin and then just throw it back in a box. And we'll, I'd like that to be a little fresher if possible. But I really just permit mine. I'll do this and then I'll have a May swing. You know, around May I'll go off. You know, they take a trip and I'll kind of uh, permethrin them then. I thought you said a mace. Mace wing, a mace I'm wing. Like, we pepper spraying <laughs> yeah. stuff now. Like hold no. up, um, no. A swing in May, you know, you know, kind of like a half point. Reaper methane them then, and um, of course, if I'm washing my clothes, and it's probably just in water. 
Yeah, they don't really use got detergents. To, yeah, the, even though turkeys can't smell, don't use detergents. Oh, yeah. They will make it. They will make them. Yeah, I mean, and not. I mean, technically, not all detergents will. But if you're going to be washing them at a laundromat or something like that, right, on, on the road or something, I, I've went through every little of those. You put a seventy-five cents in and crank the thing, and it gives you a thing of tide or mm-hmm. you know gain or something. And you know, like first, they got the little ingredients or can, you know, inactive something, inactive ingredients maybe, but fragrance enhancers, color brighteners, stuff like that. A lot of stuff's gonna have some, you know, UV value to it, and turkeys can see the spectrum of ultraviolet and you're not going to see it right uh, but a bird can and yeah. that kind of explains a, a few times when i was younger i'd be wearing something that i'd wash with my you know my my school shirt and tried to whiten it on up with some uv brighteners that are in this mm-hmm. you know fancy cool procter and gamble little bottle that's advertising everything right and um turkey acts like that's all oh yeah they saw you it from my dad yeah and i'm glowing yeah. bright purple right to that turkey um yep and that and then um and i do that I, I, man i'm 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 pretty aggravated aggravative about it if that's even a word like i, I got a black light flashlight in my mm-hmm. like turkey bag yep. and if i'm hunting with somebody that i don't know and i'm looking at something I'm like eh, that's a cool little logo you got on your dry fit something right there yeah. but uh Click Let that me little light see. on. Yeah, okay, that's glowing orange. Yeah. So we're probably going to have to cover that up or take it off. You're going to get cold, buddy, because yeah. you ain't wearing that jacket right. for me. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of screen printing, I mean, we do that on everything we got. Right. We, you know, if it potentially could be worn hunting, I'm going to hit it with that, you know, UV thing. I don't like wearing those, the the dry fit stuff, because, you know, putting screen print on it, it's a toss-up. It could yeah. be, it could it's not be. Some are, some aren't with those, um, yeah. But, you know. Pants, shoes, everything, hat, and undershirts. Like, you're wearing a white undershirt, mm-hmm. you kind of be surprised. And, like, as far as I'm not that going biologist or I don't even know what this would be called. Some kind of scientist studies the light spectrum. But I don't – I think you got to be in the sun for that. Like, that's another benefit of sitting in the shade is not to necessarily be, like, hidden in the, the, the humanized aspect, but it, it keeps the sun from potentially brightening – Glowing you a little things, bit, yeah, and, um, and glares and, and things you, of that nature. If you nature. really break it down and you go look at plants or something, mm-hmm. the greens are different under UV light. So, certain plants are way brighter than the yeah the plant next to them, and you take that off, and they just both look the exact same shade of green. I don't, right. I don't understand it. Obviously, I can't see it. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I've, I remember throwing the black light outside mm-hmm. and you know you can see some grasses glow a little bit different right. than the other grass you know and, and, I, and i think that's why a lot of old timers say just sit in the shade because if the sun's not on you right. you know that's where it comes from is the, the brightness of the sun hmm. you might be hidden quote unquote and have a really thick green backdrop behind you leaves and everything but if that thing glows a lot different than the absence of it in your clothes it's kind of the opposite. You you still right. have a silhouette sitting there, you know. So sitting in the shade just kind of eliminates that. But yeah. I ain't gonna start talking about stuff I don't. I ain't a hundred percent sure yeah, on. Yeah, I mean it's the just specific, a superstition but, for the most part. But mm, but we don't. Know. Yeah, I mean, I mean everything I can attempt to try and help. Yeah. I'm gonna try and help. Um, but that and then we're, we're getting our trucks ready. Chase, I think we're gonna do an episode on our trucks. Right, um, right. Because it is a work of art and a work in progress. How we try to, you know stay as long as we can on trucks and avoid having to buy hotels and stuff i'm pretty pretty good about it because i don't sleep much and i can sleep on the asphalt if i got to i don't i'm not particular um 
Chase, he drives Tacoma, so his is a little smaller. He has to be a little more space efficient. Mine's usually just thrown, stuff thrown in there. And I'm going to hold off on mine and do, I might try to incorporate some kind of video um, for a YouTube page. Yeah. If I can catch some free time here soon to do that. But, I mean, you're kind of getting your truck prepped up, ain't you? Yeah, I'm starting to find, you know, find stuff that I've stashed away and things of that nature. I've, I've Mine's a little more built out. So, yeah. I'd you know, it, it'll, it'll say, I mean, we're – Sitting at what fifty two minutes on this? So oh yeah, it, it would take a whole episode to yeah. explain what all I've done because I spent about two years building mm-hmm. it out, and it's nothing crazy. It's very I'm a very minimalistic build out built out truck. I mean, it's very to the right. point. Yeah, to the point, or you know, whatever you want to say. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I I try to throw it, you know, do an inventory. Check it out, see mm-hmm. what I need. You know, this is the time I buy the granola bars and mm-hmm. you know an extra case of water to throw in the very back of it that probably won't get drank till May. Mm-hmm. You know, just emergency Even stuff. Make sure got, the yeah. jumper cables are good, things of that nature. Checking them off the list, stuff of that nature, and yeah. you know, little food, you know, non-perishable food items that I can leave in there that can get a hundred degrees. So yeah, hopefully be all right. Um, this is my time for my annual tire rotation. Yeah, I'm, I'm due for one because <laughs> I've been two years without one i think shoot i did i will say last year i came back from um i went like a year without getting my tires rotated and y'all know how many miles we drive yeah and now i got um brake pads put on or something and i was like uh no i, I immediately went and got them rotated because i'm about to, i was like if i'm gonna salvage these at all I might as well do it now like five days later came back to get my some brake pads put on and they just like free offer to rotate my tires. So then I went to another whole season. I'm like, I'm just not, as soon as I pulled up, I went, take on it. <laughs> you know, they like did me a solid because I'd mentioned it the last time I was there. And like a new worker came in when the day I actually came in to get rotated. And that right. guy remembered me needing them rotated. And so like, you rotated you it and they took Five them. days later, they went a year in this position, spent five days in the rotated position, and then went back in that. And I'm just like, I'm like, I'm not, I have no, I can't. It is it. what it is. I got to go, point. you know. So I'm just I had to get a new set of tires after that because yeah. I was yeah, yeah. wanting to return after that turkey season. Right, right. But and those those GMC Chevys they they're bad about getting out of line in the front. Really, really yeah, bad. Luckily, mine been in line. mine don't even look like they're wearing uneven. Mm. Yeah, mine aren't wearing uh-huh. uneven. So I mean, as long as they're staying Shoot true, I'll, I'll leave them. Hey, I don't blame you on that. So, but but I do need to do it either way. Right. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll if y'all got some more prep questions, shoot them over. Um, leave a comment on something. Shoot us a DM. Holler at us any way, form, or fashion, and we'll get to them. Uh, Want to invite y'all to go check out the YouTube. Some of these hunts we've talked about, we're we're starting to get them uploaded. I think, I hope, and um, spend a lot of time trying to figure that that uh that whole machine out, the YouTube machine. But yeah, it won't be long. We're gonna be starting to make some new ones, and potentially the next time you hear from us, we're gonna be. Chasing one in Florida, maybe. Potentially. Maybe. We'll see. It ain't going to be long till we find out if we are. We'll put it that right. way. Right. Unless yeah. we find a private spot in between here and now. Yeah. Here and there. I, I don't know of one that far. That's a long way. Yeah. But, yeah. Not too many connections down there just yet. Like when we did that podcast with Maggie, I don't know if I want a ton of connections. She, she has some crazy stories about <laughs> yeah. being down there, what you're running into in South Florida. But True. True. It's, a, it's a bucket list type of uh, week weekend few days that i've always wanted to do so might be a whim that actually plays out to be a one that's very enjoyable um and you you gotta you know 
I'm not going to be glad I didn't go. I don't think ever. I'm never been right. glad I didn't do something. And, you know, a year ago, I'd have done anything to be able to, you know, for us three or a group of us to load up and go to Florida because, you know, we weren't living together. I was oh, absolutely. seven hours away. So mm-hmm. I hate to, when I think back on it, I think we, you know, we might have to go anyways and find something down there. Hope for the best. But at least say we did it. Um, yeah. Hope we, uh, when we uh, push this record button again, we are going to be down in the land and we might have a turkey sitting next to us who knows Never know. but yeah. may not might not and that's gonna be all right too maybe sitting right and here. we might be on this desk yep yeah um anyways we ain't gonna get to rambling we got some work to do and i know y'all got stuff to get back to appreciate y'all listening to the springledge podcast we'll see you next week